Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and that's badass. What are remember to use promo code CT Pocket for twenty percent off any one item at That's Badass Wood Art. Miles, we got some breaking news this morning. Some some resolution to you know a contract holdout with Daniil Hunter. You know, obviously the news broke this morning. Hold in. Hold in. Yes, that's right. Because he was there. He did. He did get yeah. there. Um, yeah. He just didn't participate on the field. So, you know, we heard about Kevin. O- we heard Kevin O'Connell, Quasi, Brian Flores talk about it all week for the first week of practice. You know, they're going to continue to have these conversations. Well, news broke this morning that the Vikings and Daniil Hunter reached terms on a one-year deal worth twenty million dollars. What are your thoughts on the deal? I mean, I think this is exactly what the Vikings were hoping to happen. I'm not saying this is what Hunter wanted, but I think this is a good middle ground for him. But I think this is exactly what Quasi and, and Kevin O'Connell wanted out of the scenario. They didn't want to have to commit anything long-term. They were very much willing, and I think we've heard it from friends of the show, like Darren Wolfs and Doogie, talking about, like, the Vikings won, or were, had no problem giving him a raise this year. Um, but they obviously wanted to keep that long-term flexibility, and they got to do that here. But that doesn't just mean that Hunter got nothing out of this situation. I don't mean nothing as in, like, obviously got more money, but, like, he also got the no tag clause, which yeah. I think we, we talked about before the show here of like how important that is for Hunter just to like know that he does get to hit the open market next year. No, like he knows no matter what happens this year, he does get to hit the open market next year. Yeah. Um, and so like that in itself just gives him probably peace of mind that he, he knows that he could like, this is a true one year deal, not a mm-hmm. fluff deal where like the Vikings could then just turn on and tag him and, they're playing this game again the next offseason. No, he actually gets to hit the open market. Um, and so, like, good for him to, to like, kind of demand that and, and get that in, as part of the deal. Um, and I think that he wasn't going to sign any sort of restructure or a raise without without that kind of clarity. Because yeah. if he wasn't getting a long-term deal, then he needs to know that he gets to hit the open market so that he can go get as much as he can um, in free agency. So I'm happy for both sides. I mean, obviously, like – I was kind of in the camp of give Hunter a long-term deal or trade him. But at the same time, like I understand that where, where, the, where things stand too. I'm not like frustrated or upset. I think, I think this makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's, st- this is still a competitive team. I think with Brian Flores on, as a D coordinator on kind of what they've tried to do to revamp that defense. I think obviously having Hunter back is important. Um, so we'll kind of see how things play out. But the one thing I do think that we should touch on Matt is, well, I obviously want to get your thoughts. Then we can yeah. kind of riff from there. Yeah, so I mean, I I think I'm in the same camp as you. I think it's a good deal for both sides, um, and we we've seen a theme with Quasi, kind of all off season. Just he's really negotiating with these players in in good faith. I think um, when you talk about like how he handled, you know, even the the Linval Joseph stuff. That's not Linval Joseph. Um, who went to the Browns? Why can't I think of his name right now? It's because it's there it is. Or, nine uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Dalvin Tomlinson. Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. Both you know they, them, they kind of, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. You know they they worked with them and you know Quasi he's smart in the sense that he's just not going to give away these players unless you know they really can't move them and I'm sure they tried to move Hunter. Uh, we heard that he was available earlier this week. They probably weren't going to get the compensation that they need. But also, you know, there's not a whole lot of depth for us behind Daniel Hunter like we're we're really kind of hoping Marcus Davenport stays healthy and you know reaches his potential but 
to your point too, we want to kind of maintain that competitiveness on defense and Daniel Hunter should flourish in the offense um, or not offense in the defense under Brian Flores. So I think it's a win, a win-win. It's sad a little bit because I think this does really spell the end of Daniel Hunter here in Minnesota. Um, I think, especially when you see the no tag, I, I just don't see a, yeah. a, a path for the Vikings to, to keep him around. I could be wrong, but with, with guys like we talked about before the show, Christian Derrissaw, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, you know, who knows, maybe they, they want to pay up for Ezra Cleveland. I doubt it, but you know, there's well, just, it's, all... it's not even just the in-house guys. It's like going out and being able to go still get yeah. outside for agents too. And I think yeah. that's, that flexibility is important. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I'm curious to see is what the 3 million in incentive is. Cause it's 17 fully guaranteed. Yeah. We saw last year with Zedarius Smith, the Vikings kind of gave, had some incentives, sack-based incentives, um, you know, active game incentives. And so I, I'd just be curious to see some more of those details that come out when I guess we haven't haven't seen them yet. Well, so what, at least the wording, and I could I could be wrong here, but the wording like what Ian Rappaport said was, it's $17 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed, with worth $20 million. So to me, I wonder if that worth $20 million still means like, it's like worth up to, but I wonder if those, those as it's just like in-game roster bonuses, like, yeah, that's like in a normal contract. And so yeah. like, like the cash flow guarantee fully guaranteed is 17 million. And then that additional three is just like him dressing every game essentially. Right. Like kind of what you'd said. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I wonder, I don't think they'd make that $3 million like difficult for him to achieve. Um, at that point, there's no point in doing that. Like if you're going to give him $17 million, like the 3 million doesn't really, change that much I, I, from a like a team standpoint and i think um it just makes sense to like make that easy to achieve yeah yeah i w- i was quickly looking by the way just to see where where this contract would kind of make would land for uh daniel hunter you know with the other edge rushers in the nfl because we had brad spielberger on our show back in march kind of talking about this and everybody knew that Daniel Hunter was not going to pay or play on his, his old deal, which got him like $4.9 million. I think there was incentives in there as well, or, or roster bonuses. But um, with this, with this new deal, Daniel Hunter is now going to, you know, rank probably top 10. So you're, you're up there with the, the Cameron Jordans, the Trey Hendrickson's, which I feel like is probably about where he should be. I don't know if he, he should have gone much above that, but, I, again, I just this is this is about as win win as you can get for for both sides. Yeah, yeah, and I think like we like we said, I think Hunter Hunter gets paid. He gets that additional cash that he wasn't set to get ahead of like from the original shitty contract that he he signed yeah. before. And I, obviously, I think he'd 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 be the first to tell you how like regrettable that contract was. Maybe may, probably mainly just from like a length yeah. standpoint more than money, um, but. uh He's been able to get a raise a couple of times in the last couple of years. So that's nice, at least for him to be able to get some additional cash flow. Um, and still, again, still get the opportunity to hit the free agency. One thing I wanted to touch on though, Matt was yeah. I, when I first read it and maybe this is, this is how I'm, I messed up. I thought it first said no trade clause, not no <laughs> tag clause. So I was like, Oh man, good for Hunter, like getting paid this year, but also guaranteeing that he's not just going to get traded in October when, yeah. Um, if the team doesn't play as well or whenever the trade deadline is, if the team doesn't play as well 
you know, the first, you know, first half of the season. In reality, it's flopped. <laughs> he, yeah. guarantees, he, he guarantees himself agency next year, no matter what happens. But it does give the Vikings flexibility if this is all, you know, if things don't go well to start the season, because it's a really tough yeah. schedule this year. If things don't go well and by the trade deadline, they could look to move to Neil um, because it's a one-year deal. So a team probably will be a little bit more willing to trade for him. Um, it just give them that flexibility to move him if they had to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this isn't something I'm hoping for, but it's a flexibility thing that I guarantee Quazy and co are thinking about is, you know, if things don't go well, we could still trade him and recoup something yep. ahead of a, that's a, in a digital, like, cause then it's either that 2025 third round comp pick that you might, might be able to get for him if he hits for agency, hits open market, or you maybe recoup that third or fourth round pick this year. Um, that type of thing, if they trade yeah. him at the deadline. So that's just something I wanted to make sure that people understood is um, they do have that flexibility to still trade him if things don't go well to start the season. Yeah. I mean, if, if God forbid something happens to Kirk week one and he's right, just right. out for the the year, the, the Vikings really could be like, all right, Turn it you down. Know, let, let's, let's start trading off some of these guys, recoup yeah, for the future. Like, what was that, 2020 or 2021 when uh, well, like – they did it with unique and Gogway back, unique, yeah. back in, you know, they, they, they tried to be competitive and the season just started kind of sideways and granted they didn't recoup what they, they yeah. traded for them, but still it was a, it was a solid move. So I think that's a, a good point. Um, before we, before we wrap here, are you concerned beyond this season when it comes to edge rusher, just given that like, it's my assumption maybe not yours that this is Daniel Hunter's last year, just given what we know. Yep. Um, and he's, he's going to want to get paid. And I just doubt that's going to be here. But then you also have Marcus Davenport on a one-year deal and just the depth behind it is either unproven or not great. So well, D- D- DJ Wanham's in a contract year too. So it's not, yeah. it's three, three edge rushers, not just yeah. two. Yeah. Are so you... yes, to, to answer your question. Yes. I'm, <laughs> It, it's a concern. It's a it's a big concern because of how valuable that position is. Yes. Um, but I will say that I do think they they still have flexibility to bring back a Davenport to bring back a, a so Wanham's Wanham's one. I'm not like if they brought him back cheap, fine, like as depth. I don't, but I just don't see him as like a future starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if they wanted to bring back Davenport, they have that flexibility to do that. They could also extend Hunter long term, which I, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but that possibility is still there, but yeah. no matter what it does, that the Vikings will still have cap flexibility next year and beyond 2024 to, to go sign or trade for or draft an edge rusher high. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it'll be a priority for them next off season, no matter who or how they go about the approach. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a concern long-term because um, they didn't Just... really draft. They have Andre Carter and then they have Patrick Jones. It's like the really like the, oh, and I guess Luigi Villain as kind of like the depth guys, young yeah. guys, but they're not really proven. They're not guys that you would like say, okay, they're ready to replace a Daniil Hunter or a Marcus Davenport. So unless those guys really show up this year, I think it'll be a, a major priority next year. Yeah. And I'm even just kind of looking quickly at the edge rusher class for next off season and in nothing super for impressive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carl Lawson is out there and he's still okay. relatively young. Jerome Baker from Miami. That could be uh, a, a good play. Brian Flores uh, knows him. Yep, yeah, and Flores knows him. Some of these guys I don't anticipate hitting free agency. Chase Young, Nick Bosa, 
Um, Chase Young might. That that that's one. They didn't tag him. Oh, they didn't uh, extend his fifth year option. So that's true. So you never know. Yeah, that would be probably more of a tag and trade, though. I feel like it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you're really getting into Josh Allen from Jacksonville is available. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's some young guys out there that could could hop in and maybe fulfill a role. But yeah, it's the depth behind Hunter um, is is questionable at best, and you're going to lose a lot of that after this season. So. We were joking before the show. We thought there was turnover this last season, off season on the roster. Just wait. Should till... we go through the Should we go through the list real quick? Sure. So, front of the show, Nick Miller. He, um, I saw him tweet out just kind of like the list of up- upcoming free agents for uh, into the off season. We don't need to go too crazy on this, but like obviously Kirk Kirk Cousins, Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport, KJ Osborne, Ezra Cleveland, TJ Hawkinson, um, Josh Metellus, friend of the show. Harrison Smith uh, and Harrison Smith. Um, and so like, obviously I don't anticipate all of those guys hitting free agency, but that's a lot of hot. That's like your, that's literally like the top end of your roster outside of like a select few guys that yeah. are really, that are really set to hit free agency. And so um, this roster, like you said, Matt could really look a lot different, the foundation of it and like the long-term um, parts of it could turn yeah. over and be, and just be a lot different. Yeah. You'll have the core for sure, but yeah. They got some uh, interesting decisions to make at key, at, at key spots. At, yeah. Yeah. Key spots, key positions. So, but I think the good thing is for Viking fans this year, Daniel Hunter is here to stay. Yep. And I think that that bodes well for our defense that bodes well for our young secondary um, and just everything that Brian Flores wants to do. So one issue checked off as we head into the second week of training camp, still waiting on a TJ Hawkinson, Denny, or uh, Justin Jefferson potential extension. There's no guarantee that either of those are going to happen uh, in the coming months, but I think fans are expecting it eventually. So that will be some fun conversation to talk about. Um, anyway, we'll be back later this week to cover some more training camp stuff. A lot of fun conversation going on. The young guys seem to be playing well. Uh, Justin Jefferson is doing Justin Jefferson things every single day in practice. So we'll be sure to cover that throughout the rest of this week. If you haven't yet, be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel um, and anywhere you get your podcast, whether that's Apple or Spotify. And until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings.